The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. about alleged rumors is like it's always it's interesting to speculate because part of the alleged rumors you know it kind of feel like it could be true but you're not sure especially if like a shady source have already reported on it and another part of you just want to be messy you know you just want to be messy as hell and you kind of like want to feed into it for a little bit. So, Twitter. This is all Twitter's fault. I was scrolling on Twitter and I came across a tweet that said uh, couple goals or something like that. It was posted by Queer Socialism. And it was a picture of owner, creator of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. I think that's how you say his last name. And DeRay. DeRay is an activist. One of the most visible people connected and adjacent to Black Lives Matter. And this rumor has been circulating for a couple years. And unfortunately, uh, Breitbart, uh, Milo, when he was still the editor of Breitbart, he reported that DeRay and Jack were kind of like sleeping together. And, you know, no one really listens to him because, you know, he'd be lying. He'd just say anything to you know generate hits and news and um personally i don't really like to read or use it as a source because it's trash but this was like in 2016 and it was like you know rumors but you know anything could be a rumor um right-wing websites uh I mean, overall, just can't be trusted. And they usually sprout, spout information just to, you know, get people talking about stuff and treading and trolling. That's just what they do. Uh, right-wing websites also publish that, you know, Sean King isn't really black or half-black and... I, I, I don't know. I don't, honestly, like, my gut feeling doesn't feel like Sean Keen is black. But this is not the talking about his blackness, but this is talking about right-wing websites and how they start rumors and create conflicts and whatever. So, this picture, this, this thread was posted, and so... Before I was aware of this rumor, I have been previous to conversations. 
I've been privy to conversations uh, regarding how some folks feel about DeRay and his and how he's been turned to like the poster child for Black Lives Matter which has you know erased the actual you know work of the women who created the organization and a lot of times people have had the conversation that you know when people say you know this is the face of Black Lives Matter, he doesn't really correct them. And he's been checked on it, and it's a lot. It's also been reported that he made over $100,000 as a um, a uh, I want to say as a like, I don't know if it's like a social worker or or not an actual social worker, but like a human, I can't remember the title, but it has something to do with education in Baltimore area. And he, they said he made over a hundred thousand dollars for that position. So anyway, he got coins. He's not broke. And I read a Jezebel article that you know talked about DeRay's and Jack's relationship at least on the public front like let's just say they're just friends and I I don't want to use the word friends you know so I want to use it very loosely because they could just be associates um it could be a possibility that you know Jack uses DeRay as a face to claim that he is trying to make Twitter his company and his efforts of inclusion and diversity he's be he could he's he's using DeRay as a consultant you know that could be an actual thing that's happening right or they could be fucking I mean if they are fucking I mean that's a that's a that's a bag right there Jack is a billionaire, you know? And if you was fucking a billionaire, would you tell anybody? I don't think I would. (laughs) Or maybe I would, I don't know. But, you know, Jack is a billionaire. And I just want to talk about, you know, how, how, how that looks from a from a I'm just I'm just looking at it how how it looks to me. Let's let's just entertain the idea that they are fucking, right? <sighs> okay. First of all, I was today years old when I found out that disciple of Tamara is a thing. Tamara. Yes, that Tamara. Miss I need to tell you that my husband is white in every conversation, Tamara. <laughs> so a disciple of Tamara basically means 
black people who I guess almost exclusively date white people who are problematic at the very least. I mean, what white people, what white person isn't problematic or person period, but especially white people are probably openly problematic. Um, not really attractive, very basic. And that's their, I guess, salvation in a way. I don't know. So, die. Disciple of Tamira. So, keep that. So, um, let's say they are fucking, right? They are fucking. Here's the thing. It brings a different light to why DeRay was or is kind of always in the light. And what I mean by light is like, mainstream media remember he did that photo shoot with vanity fair and it was like janelle monet like like black hollywood type and he was like in the mix of that i mean he's not i i found it kind of out of place in a way because like you know he's an activist or at least um a public person who is um well I guess an activist like you know an act I don't I don't know it's really weird because I feel like should activists be you know taking pictures and going to the Oscars I mean on one hand they their presence could remind people that their work is never finished but on the other hand, it's like even activism, activists get caught up in chasing the capitalism dream. And if that's the case, how authentic is your, your activism, I guess? Am I right? I don't know. I'm confused. Like, I'm, I'm just so, it's such an interesting layered topic to me. So, the Jezebel article. The Jezebel article was written by one of the editors of Jezebel. I forgot her name. But basically, she was talking about how she was uncomfortable with the conversation between DeRay and Jack. Now, again, this was in 2016. Um, I believe the conference was like code conference or something like that. And how they wouldn't really address the activism. And, you know, they talk about how Silicon Valley is not, there's no room for politics and um, there's no room, you know, for any affiliations as far as politics. So they tried to use like very neutral words, but they was wearing like stay woke t-shirts now, we're all aware that companies use social media, social justice as a marketing ploy because it works. It's it's emotional people who are um, who think they are um, activists or who at least try to be on the moral morally right side of history. They want to, 
you know, buying goods, which is, you know, part of capitalism. But if you feel good about your purchase and you feel like you're supporting a company that thinks or has empathy for others, makes you feel good as a consumer, right? Like we feel good when we, you know, shop in like the bags are environmentally safe or, you know, there's no cruelty to animals in the makeup and the beauty products that we buy. Or like with Nike, you know, um, supporting Colin Kaepernick and his, um, his position on police brutality. You know, we eat that stuff up because, you know, we're not going to stop spending. Capitalism isn't going to go away anytime soon. So if we can spend and still, you know, satisfy our urges to shop and participate in this dirty game of capitalism and feel good at the same time, most people will do it. I mean, of course, there are people, you'll get the the typical pushback from people who disagree with the position, but the conversation is still on the table. It becomes a trending topic. Um, usually when companies do this, they like a week or two later, they'll be in a trade magazine. What I mean by trade magazine, I mean like an ad trade magazine talking about how amazing their social media campaign is and talk about all the tractions and the and the reach they've reached or obtained since you know launching this you know uh campaign like let's say xyz product you know did a whole black lives matter campaign you know we'll talk about on social media and there'll be the newspaper but then there'll be like these industry publications that talk about it or as at on an analytical front which actually gives like numbers and um uh you know, reach and influence and stuff like that. So that that is an actual tool and is an actual measurement and it's, it's cashing out. So back to DeRay and Jack. So Jack has been under fire because um, like Facebook, you know, Twitter has become a platform for a white, a lot of uh, white nationalists. And a lot of a lot of trolls. Um, Stormfront, which is like another adjacent website for 4chan, um, 4chan, not chain, 4chan, uh, which 4chan is like the devil of the internet. It's like the beginning of the black, like the dark part of the internet, where like all the racist trolls you know, where they live. And then when they come out of their dwelling basement of 4chan, they jump to Reddit and then they jump to Twitter and Facebook. Um, a lot of 4chaners, they they start on 4chan and they try to infiltrate, you know, black Twitter by creating like fake profiles. So they'll use like, black people faces to create profiles to act like they're black people and you can always tell who they are because they have like really bad bad slang usage because you know white people really can't use slang so um they're easily spotted 
I'm saying all that to say. How authentic is your your activism if you're in bed with a complacent with a complacent uh, white person colonizer who is pretty pretty tolerant to um, white supremacy and and hasn't really put a, a foot down on racism. You know, that kind of like defeats the whole purpose of your activism, right? You know, if, I mean, this conversation has been had before, you know, niggas talk about, you know, quote unquote, blue check Twitter or whatever. And, um, that this, um, this, this kind of conversation is rumor kind of like falls into it. And it's like typical, you know, it start off like, yeah, I'm going to use this tool to do something good. But then you see all these opportunities and then start cashing in. And next thing you know, you at the Oscars. <laughs> now, this com- this conversation came up because uh, allegedly, well, it's not really alleged. Um, Azalea Banks claims that she brought this to attention in 2006. And that's when Jack and Twitter suspended her account. And she goes to talk about how, you know, um, DeRay was content with being a pawn for Jack and Twitter because they wanted to create the illusion that Black people could use Twitter freely to create these conversations on activism on on political discord without you know interference of bigger media companies or not even just interference but creating the conversation so what I mean by that is I remember um <clears throat> I remember the summer um, Mike Brown was murdered. I was on Twitter and I remembered the conversation started with like some very small, unknown, you know, local um, Ferguson, Missouri accounts talking about it all started with like people were tweeting like, the police just shot this boy. The police just shot this boy. And people just start retweeting it, you know? And people just start retweeting, like, I'm here. The ambulance ain't come. They just got him dead in the street. Uh, that was that was the tweets that started coming in. And I followed, I followed somebody that lives in the area. And they start retweeting it. Then I start retweeting it. And people just start retweeting and retweeting it. People were like, you know, trying to tag local news in the story and like nothing. The whole weekend went by and there was no news coverage or anything. And the story just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And I, I remember there was an alderman involved that lived in the area that was um, talking about it because eventually they went down there, you know, see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the news start reporting on it. And what the, the, the turn was, there was a big discrepancy with what Twitter was reporting, like people that was actually there on the ground versus what the news was reporting. So we got an opportunity to see how the community everyday citizens how they report news versus how trained journalists and you know backed by media backed by you know paid media mainstream media reports about situations like this now this was also back when, you know, y'all favorite CNN journalist, Don, he was going, he went down there. He was like, oh, this, you know, he was very contrary about the situation. I mean, I remember that, you know, he had the coon label for quite some time. And I don't know what the switch was. Maybe he just got fed up with Trump when he got elected and was like, fuck it. But when the Mike Brown situation happened, he was, <laughs> he was very contrary, um, very in the middle, very all lives matter about the situation. So, um, according to Azalea Banks, she's saying that, you know, DeRay intentionally and willfully allowed Jack to use him as the face of Black Lives Matter so they can use that information, use that information of data usage with Black people um, to track and collect data to create other avenues of income, other avenues of visibility, and et cetera, et cetera. Of course, there's no tangible proof but I can absolutely see that being a situation because if you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr, right? Facebook Zuck, you know, all my activist friends and associates, they get blocked and banned from Facebook all the time. For like trying to signal boost, posting about campaigns, any type of so any type of like community work, all of them get banned. Instagram is part of Facebook, so if you're banned from Facebook, how are you gonna use Instagram? Especially if you have like connected business pages. So, 2009 Twitter, I can absolutely see that, you know, using a different avenue to set apart your social media platform. And again, it brings me to these, a lot of questions, more questions than answers, obviously. Um, 
if you have a billionaire lover or friend, would you try to use their resources for the greater good? Or would you use their proximity to elevate yourself to, you know, be more visible? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Because it's like, if I'm fucking somebody that's a billionaire and is a white person, uh, I, I will be given, well, I guess it depends on how close we are. <laughs> I would try to convince them to create initiatives to help other people because you're a fucking billionaire. You know, Twitter has... I don't even know the percentage of black people that work at Twitter. I, I guarantee it's less than, like, probably, like, 3 or 4%. Like, it's a very small um, percentage of black people at Twitter. I actually remember an article of a former Twitter employee who was African-American and said that, you know, his employees kind of wanted to treat him like a token. And instead of being more open about bringing in or, or understanding blackness, they just kind of used it as like a, a fucking like slogan. Like, here's our black guy. Here's our black guy. Let's ask the black guy. Let's talk to the black guy. Hey, is this, you know, you know, what's a cool way to say this? Let's ask the black guy. And knowing all that, would you want to associate with something like that as an activist? It's kind of like, you know, think of like, think of like James Baldwin, right? Activist, writer. Think of him being friends with, like, I'm trying to think. Think of him being friends, friends with, like, um, like the member, like David, like, like David Duke. I'm not calling, you know, Jack Dorsey David Duke, but there's clearly a lot of moral conflict at least on the outside super on a, on a very surface level now I'm not saying that you shouldn't have like rich friends if you're an activist I'm just saying like if you're calling this person your friend and you're like always posted up taking pictures with them and you know that they don't actively uh, pursue help uplift or at least create, you know, paths to help you in your journey or or a community, then I don't know what you're doing. Now, of course, you know, I don't know what they do behind closed doors. You know, I could be really talking on my ass. And, you know, they he could be, Jack could be doing something that we don't know. But as far as, you know, the receipts go, we're pretty much looking at Azalea Banks like, okay, girl. But if we flip the script, you know, wasn't Azalea Banks, you know, chumming it up with Milo and the rest of the 
far right uh, Breitbart boys. So what makes her any different? And if, if that's the case, just because she's not fucking them, that makes her less problematic. It really doesn't. If anything, we see two people on the opposite ends of the spectrum doing the same shit. So it's real interesting to look at it, though, because, uh, again, we saw the pushback, well, at least in certain circles, with uh, how DeRay handled himself when it came to to the actual organization of Black Lives Matter. And we saw, you know, especially on Twitter, how a lot of uh, people were calling out DeRay, calling him an op and how he was this and that. I don't think, I would not call him an op for befriending or even dating Jack but I will look at him under a very strong lens because Jack is is pretty much the typical white person especially rich white person who you know dismisses racism and feels that they can play the middle and feels like they can just hear both sides and I don't have the patience for it and I don't see how someone who could champion or want to champion or or be an activist for Black Lives Matter be open to that type of conversation so that's kind of like where I sit at it with it so overall I feel like again that's a bag right there if if that is true (laughs) could you imagine dating a billionaire like a billionaire like I couldn't even fathom that but if I had some billionaire dick I mean if I had some billionaire penis I think I would definitely use all my resources as much as possible I'll definitely try to do as much as I possibly can for the community but I also understand, and when I mean understand, doesn't mean that I actually co-signed it, but it means that I actually get it, how being close to a billionaire will make you want to be a little bit more selfish and, you know, really push that brand, branding, branding, because, you know, like he's like a celebrity now officially, you know, who doesn't know the black boy with the blue vest? <laughs> you know, and I think he has used that because he's like the unofficial spokesperson of Twitter. He was like the first person to like try out Periscope or some shit like that, you know, and uh, he's been trying to land his own deals and such and, you know, run his own campaigns and the liking. So um, that's pretty much just what I have with that. It's just real interesting how um, how that unfolds and happens. Like, the thought of it is kind of, like, side-eye worthy. Like, out of all the people for you to date, possibly, you hook up with someone who might not be 
your equal, especially with ideologies, or maybe they are equals. Maybe we don't really know who the ray is fundamentally, you know? I mean, I've seen people be outraged about one issue and then, like, be something completely different on something else that really doesn't align. So we don't know. We really don't know. But I'll be keeping y'all posted with these rumors because I'm interested. I'm, I'm My interest speaks. I, um, I want to see where this goes and see what kind of other steam it picks up. It's unfortunate that, you know, the far right has to throw out these Easter eggs and I hate saying that they were right or even having a conversation about the topics they're covering. It's real weird to me, (laughs) but I'm definitely going to keep my eyes open. So, um, y'all already know what it is. I'll be seeing some of y'all, um, potted live NYC. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, I hope to see most of y'all, some of y'all, party with y'all for a few hours. Come out and meet some of your favorite Black podcasters. Come see me. I want y'all to come see me. It would be so cool. Like, I'll be so taken aback. Like, oh my God, I can't see Rosa. I want to be. I'll be like, like, so hyped for that. So, come see us. Um... You can find me on Facebook at Rosa Sparks, regular profile under Dainty Thug. You can just find me and I hope to see y'all. So talk to y'all later.